Hello, and welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm Phil Gursky, president of Borealis, and we're going to have a little bit of fun today. This podcast is airing on May the 4th, 2020, so may the 4th be with you. It is, of course, also known as Star Wars Day, which is a day which celebrates the iconic Star Wars series, which has been around since the 1970s. And this, of course, is a pun on the famous phrase from the franchise, May the Force Be With You. Apparently, uh, the May the Fourth Be With You was first used by Margaret Thatcher, her political party, to congratulate her on her election on May the 4th, 1979. So there you go. It is 41 years old today. But apparently, the first celebration of Star Wars Day took place a fair bit later at uh, the Toronto Underground Cinema in 2001. So I want to have fun today with it being Star Wars Day. I am a Star Wars fan. I'm not a Star Wars fanatic, but I like the series. I remember the first episode way back in the 1970s. It was quite the cinematic force, no all puns intended, uh, when it came out back then in terms of the effects, in terms of the storyline, etc., etc. But I want to ask a much more serious question. We all know about the force, right? This, this thing we're going to talk a lot about today. Here's the question I have for you. Is the Force a terrorist ideology? Now, before I get hate mail and hate calls and all kinds of other nasty things said about me, this is a podcast on terrorism. It's an intelligent look at terrorism. And we've talked a lot in the past couple months and years about what is terrorism, what it is not. And most of what I talk about are real-world events, real-world terrorist groups, real-world terrorist events. And I wanted to sort of get a little bit, um, not flippant, but look at a, a piece of fiction and run it through a terrorism filter to see what comes out. So, why am I even asking the question? Well, what is the Force? The Force, of, of course, is this thing that underlies the entire Star Wars franchise. And it is apparently a metaphysical and ubiquitous power. That's how it's defined. It is wielded by Force-sensitive characters throughout the franchise. People like the Jedi and people like the bad guys, Darth Vader and the Sith. If you go back to its origins, of course, the creator of Star Wars, George Lucas, actually had a bit of an agenda when he did this. He apparently wanted to awaken a certain kind of spirituality in young audiences, suggesting a belief in God without endorsing any specific religion. So he sees the Force as a non-denominational religious concept, which is in essence distilled from all religions, premised on the existence of God and, of course, the existence of good and evil. This, This obviously is the story from the beginning of time about how there is a good force and an evil force and how we should all move towards the good force. Well, what's terrorism? Well, terrorism is violence that is perpetrated for an ideological or a religious reason. Uh, the force qualifies as a quasi-religion. It certainly is ideological in nature. Does the force engage in violence? Well, you'd, pre- you'd, be, pretty, you'd be pretty blind and dumb and deaf not to see violence throughout the entire Star Wars. What is it now? Movie, nine movies now? I've lost track and novels and fanzines and websites and all kinds of stuff so there's no question that the force itself is associated with violence and therefore it's a fair question to ask 
if in fact those that wield the force are terrorists. Let's go back a little bit. So there are two primary actors in the Star Wars universe. There is there are the good guys and there are the bad guys. Good guys, of course, led by Luke Skywalker. If there's any better name in the universe than Luke Skywalker, I haven't come across it yet. And he realizes that he has this force and he uses it to try and, and do good, at least in his own mind. Of course, Luke is sort of the quasi-notional leader of the rebels. These are people who are suffering terribly at the hands of the Galactic Empire run by an emperor who also has the force and who uses it to recruit and turn Darth Vader who turns out da 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 was Luke Skywalker's father. He didn't know that in episode one. He found it out at the end of episode two. So to the empire the rebels would be terrorists. Now, you might want to say they become, they're actually freedom fighters because the empire is evil and these folks are trying to defeat the evil empire and, and bring justice and freedom back to the galaxy. But it kind of goes down to perspective, doesn't it? And I, you know, there's a famous line that Ronald Reagan and many others have used throughout history. One man's freedom fighters, another man's terrorists. So to the Galactic Empire, the Emperor, to Darth Vader, these pesky rebels on, on various planets like the ice planet Hoth and, and Endor and all these other, you know, planetoids and other areas of the galaxy that are holding out against central rule by the, the Empire would in fact be terrorists. And there's no question that the rebels do use active violence to try and defeat the Empire. And they're using the Force to try and help this. Ergo, they are using a quasi-religious ideological framework to channel their violence against another party. Therefore, that, in my books, could constitute terrorism. What about the other side? What about Darth Vader and the Emperor? Well, they clearly as well, they are using the Force in a violent fashion to try to get their way, to try to extend their hegemony across the galaxy, to try to to sub submit people to try to get them to submit to the Empire and to its will. Therefore, the Galactic Empire is also using a quasi-religious ideological vehicle to act violently to get their way. So, in essence, both the good guys, Luke Skywalker and his buddies, and the bad guys, Darth Vader and his buddies, are both engaged in terrorism. Of course, I am talking a, a little bit tongue-in-cheek uh, at this point. You know, the Star Wars story is simply the, the age-old story of, of good versus bad and how, of course, good triumphs in the end. And I don't want to dismiss this sort of iconic framework that we've, we've all heard these stories since we were kids. And the vast majority of us, I hope, want to fight for the, the forces of good over the forces of evil. But there's a bigger lesson here. We're talking fiction, but it has lessons to the real world as well. And that is that if you want to label something terrorism, it all depends on who is saying it. Terrorism is actually in the eye of the beholder. There's lots of groups that we, collectively in the West, have supported historically to fight against regimes that we didn't like. And we called them freedom fighters. A very good example are the Contras in Nicaragua in the 1980s. 
These were supported by the Reagan administration to overthrow the Sandinistas, who had taken power in 1979. They had get, get rid of the awful dictator Somoza and installed a Marxist government, but one that was purported to be more popular to try to give people back their rights and their freedoms. And yet to the Reagan administration, this was a terrible incursion of dreaded Cuban influence, Soviet influence, Marxist-Leninism into Central America. And they financed the Contras to try to defeat them. Now, the Contras never got anywhere. They were just a, a bunch of kind of wankers in the eastern part of the country. They, they blew some things up. They engaged in some pitched battles. They never really got close to overthrowing the Sandinista regime, which, by the way, in 2020 is still in power. Much to the chagrin of many Nicaraguans who wished they had... Uh, they're no longer in power because they've gotten sick of the Sandinistas. But my point is, is that what the Contras did was terrorism. They engaged in violence for political reasons, i.e. they wanted to overthrow the government and bring back a more U.S.-friendly government. The use of violence for political ends is terrorism. So were they, were they freedom fighters? Yeah, if you're a supporter of the Reagan administration and believing that Marxist-Leninism was the scourge of the Western Hemisphere, when in fact, by 79, the Soviet Union was already showing signs that it was, was going downhill. So they never really you know, posed a threat to our way of life in the Western world. And yet we saw fit to support a group that would try to defeat it. So the same thing goes for Star Wars. To Darth Vader and the Empire... Luke Skywalker and his friends are definitely terrorists. They're trying to overthrow the Empire. And they're using violence to do so. And they're using the Force to do so. And on the other hand, the Galactic Empire itself is using the Force to impose its way, to keep people under its foot, to crush dissent. And therefore, that's terrorism as well. So it's all about perspective, isn't it? And I think that when we talk about terrorism, there, there are some groups that I would hope that all of us would agree categorically, are nothing but terrorists. There's no wiggle room here. There's no room for argument. ISIS is a good example. These guys were a brutal bunch of assholes who just like to kill. They are definitely a terrorist group. Other, other groups, it kind of depends. Al-Qaeda was on our side in the 1980s when they helped to defeat the Soviet army in Afghanistan. Now they are clearly a terrorist group. When did that transition take place? Yeah, some would argue when they started attacking us rather than attacking the Soviets. So, you know, I think that as consumers of information and as we think about these things, it's really important to keep an open mind to realize that perspectives do shift over time, that history does change, that views do change, that regimes change, and that we have to at least be honest in our analysis when trying to determine whether or not a group is in fact terrorist in nature or in fact freedom fighters and or somewhere in between. So that's it for this podcast. I hope I haven't insulted all the Star Wars fans out there by besmirching the reputation of the Rebel Forces. Let me know what you think. Is there any room for call for calling what happens in Star Wars terrorism? I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on email, borealisrisk at gmail.com. You can see me on Twitter at borealissaves, or you can reach me on LinkedIn or on Facebook. You can subscribe to all of the content available on Borealis, Simply go to www.borealisthreatrisk.com, hit the subscribe button, fill in your information, and you'll get a daily email with all the content free of charge to your inbox. Today, terrorism series, perspectives, podcasts, intelligent look at terrorism. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe, and may the fourth be with you.